Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Queer Talk, a queer podcast that brings you a weekly dose of positive news stories and fabulous interviews. Hi! Today we're joined by the incredible Stefan Kiriakou, who is a writer, content creator, the production and editorial assistant at Pink News, and an absolute gem at karaoke. Steph uses he, him pronouns, and we are delighted to have him on the show. Thank you very much. What a great introduction. Now, this is cool. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever been invited onto something where it was like just me, which is cool. Usually it's like a panel or like a group, which is really yeah. fun. But yeah, I appreciate being invited just myself. <laughs> the, the spotlight's on you. From this moment on, you're going to be like a solo act. You're going to be like, it's all about me. It's the Steph show. Um, and, and it's going to, it's going to be incredible. That's me and have seen battle it out every single episode for like, which one of us is the best. We, we, we're a duo, but we're very much like, <laughs> we're two two individuals fighting for attention as soon as we switch off the mics we both go back on twitter and we're like right i'm better than you i'm more popular i can do stupid tweets it's like destiny's child amen yeah. <laughs> spencer had a phase where he kept screenshotting photos of me and um embarrassing ones and screenshotting our whatsapp conversation and tweeting it straight away oh no he's just trying to like slag me off publicly i gained loads of followers for it so it was wild <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of times where you didn't even at me so i didn't even know you were writing tweets about me <laughs> That's why you got you got to search your indirects and see what's yeah. been going on. How have you been? I have. That's a loaded question these days, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to be like, have you I've, been during? Have you been during lockdown too? Yeah, I mean, for me, it actually hasn't felt super different simply because I didn't really go out much, even after the first lockdown was slightly relaxed, simply because. Um, I have asthma, so I'm kind of more vulnerable and my dad has a bunch of conditions that make him vulnerable. So we have literally kind of just been in the house for six months. So I feel like on the one hand, I'm somewhat grateful for that because I haven't had much to adjust to in terms of a second Mm. lockdown. But also it's still frustrating because I would like it to sometime be over. But also I understand obviously (laughs) it is necessary and it is important. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because parts of it are great in terms of working from home is pretty sweet, you know having no commute to the office every day being in my own living room I get to hang out with my cat all the time that's pretty (laughs) nice you know but then it's frustrating because I miss my friends I miss the office environment which I know might sound strange but there's something different and cool about getting to work in an office space with the team rather than 5,000 zoom calls a day and like producing a video over a zoom call just isn't the same so yeah a few pros and a few cons it's a very mixed bag I've definitely been missing the office uh, sometimes during the year. Uh, I imagine the Pink News office is really fun to work in as well. I mean, it's just full of queer people. So it's like the best it's environment. The yeah, because it's like I'm so comfortable bringing ideas to the table because they're all ideas that I would like to bring forth in any office environment. But I know for a pure fact that it doesn't matter how queer an idea is, I'm allowed to, you know, if it's a bad idea, it will get scrapped. Yeah. But whereas in other places, you know, I was reluctant to bring forward any 
LGBT plus focused ideas because I was worried that I'd be told like that's not appropriate or it's not relevant, mm. you know, because sure. most companies like I've worked with places before where they didn't want to really do anything LGBT inclusive. And then all of a sudden Pride Month rolls around and it's Steph, you can be in charge of this and this and this. And then it, Pride Month is over and then all of a sudden we don't exist anymore. So with Pink News, it's great because every day is Pride Month, essentially. Um, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, I've never really thought about that. In like a, in another company, you would have had to be like, you really have to sell it in a way to be like, get people to buy into LGBT content and making that, that kind of content. So it must be really nice to have an environment where you just do it. Yeah, it's, it's literally Just do like, what you want to do. Yeah. Both me and Spencer have been watching um, some of your videos as well. Um, both uh, the ones you make on YouTube, on your own channel, and also um, on Pink News. And you know, we absolutely love them. And uh, some of these like, videos, they're so, um, they're so like, some of them you really share a lot about yourself, especially the ones on YouTube. And I imagine you've been making videos for a while because also the ones on Pink News, they're so, I don't know what to say, like professional. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and snappy, snappy. So I was, I was kind of wondering, of all the videos you've made uh, for social media, like which ones are the most rewarding for you? to have created yeah um i mean first of all thank you for complimenting my video skills <laughs> they were not like that when i first joined pink news like <laughs> i know i've been on youtube for a while but even in the past year my youtube videos i think you can see what i'm taking from the office and implementing in my own work because mm -hmm. i mean before i was editing on my iphone on imovie and now i know how to use premiere pro like it's a different world you know yeah um so i'm glad that's coming across um i definitely say one of my favorite videos i did for pink news and one that's very like important and holds a big place in my heart for me is um i did like an explainer video on bisexuality a little while ago and it was definitely the longest video i've done since working there and it it was very much a labor of love. I think it was one of the first videos actually where I was like basically in charge of the whole thing because obviously at Pink News, anyone can kind of do anything. But when it comes to something like that, they appreciate it more if the person doing it can relate heavily to it. So like I get to do a lot of the trans stuff because they know I'm happy to do it. And also obviously, again, it means a lot to me. And also with this one, they were like, well, you're bi. Would you like to do a bisexuality explainer? And I was like, heck yeah, like I'd love that. Mm -hmm. So I got to basically research the entire thing. I got to write the script for it and then got to shoot it at home because it was the beginning of lockdown which was a wild experience trying to we, I have one camera that I got from work and then using a phone and trying to do two camera angles by myself with nobody directing trying to make sure everything's in focus trying to make sure the camera like the mic is on it was a lot but it was a great learning experience but yeah that video really means a lot to me because it actually did amazingly well on YouTube as well which is it's just it's mm. stunning to think that many people have seen my face it's it's a lot to <laughs> process but the nicest thing is looking at all the comments and seeing everyone like relating to it and people i just love the, like my favorite comments are the people where they're like me am i by me watches this video me yeah i think i'm by like you know it's like because the whole the whole point of it is like how to know if you're bi or like signs you not how to know but you know signs you might be bisexual and kind of helping people debunk myths around bisexuality and some of the stigmas that come with it so that was just really cool to be involved with something basically from its inception and getting to basically just go on the, the whole ride with it so that was really cool that one's definitely yeah a video that sticks out in my mind i love that you wrote it you produced it mm -hmm. you recorded it you were your own camera crew yeah like everything <laughs> i did everything it was great like because a lot of the time with our videos sometimes it's a lot of like a shared effort which is great but there's something special about being able to sometimes take the reins and just do everything yourself on a project just because you get moments like this where you get something that you that you're proud of you know i told you that one man shows coming sooner than I thought. <laughs>
that's it. When you go back to the office, you're going to be like, no, 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 I don't need a team anymore. It's yeah. just me, the staff need... show. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> I need my own room, um, my own coffee machine. I don't even drink. Absolutely. I don't even drink coffee. An assistant just to bring you the coffee because you're far too busy to make it yourself. Exactly. <laughs> an assistant to drink the coffee because you don't actually drink coffee. <laughs> that, that is what I would need an assistant for. That's it. You're Absolutely. <laughs> Now, one of my favourite videos that you have ever done wasn't on YouTube or on Pink News. It was just on Twitter. And it was when... <laughs> you're going to be a little bit embarrassed, but we, we love to, you know, we love to make those moments happen here at Queer Talk. It was when you sang the potential breakup song, To Your Snake. Um, now... <laughs> I've watched this video more, I reckon the amount of views on the bisexuality explainer, like I've watched your video singing to the snake more times than all of those put together. Like just to put it into context, because it just made me cry. Like, the first time I watched it, I was cackling because I don't have a snake, which mm-hmm. makes it, I think more embarrassing for me actually. But I do exactly the same thing just to myself in the mirror. Yeah, why not? Instead of to my snake, because I don't have one. <laughs> Muffsine is my, like the closest thing I have to a snake. Um, <laughs> why are you so rude to me (laughs) this is definitely leading into a question i promise so can you tell us what is the ultimate karaoke song that you would sing Mm, i actually do have an answer for this because i have done it quite a few times at actual (laughs) karaoke events not just in my bedroom but start of something new from high school musical is a good one for me mainly because it's a really good duet and me and my sister really like duetting together and we grew up on Disney and High School Musical and that's just one of our absolute go-tos so that one for me is definitely a winner yeah that's delicious at the at the beginning of lockdown I was very like in a strange place let's just say and I I, Disney Plus came out and I was like right I'm gonna start making videos just for a laugh to my friends I think Muffsine's seen a few of them and like thankfully not posted them online but High School Musical is my because go-to. Because I'm nice. <laughs> I would never do the same in return. But yeah, making videos. But I would never do a start of something new as a duet. Like I would have to take both parts. That's fair enough. I mean, the good thing is that game I've got, which is what I was serenading Thor with, if you play it by yourself, it does have the option where you can do it with two player with two mics. If you do it by yourself, it just puts you as the cast. So it, it just switches up between you do start off as Troy and then it goes into Gabriella and it just kind of flips it around for you. So if you play by yourself with this, you, you do get kind of the best of both worlds. Love that. Love a Hannah Montana reference I'm over glad here you well. got it. I'm glad you got it. Maxime, <laughs> <laughs> what would you sing at karaoke now i'm sure you have a terrible singing voice i've heard you sing sure. like a few times but what would you do as your ultimate karaoke song i'll be honest i've recorded myself sing a few times and i'm like <gasps> i listen back and i'm i'm just like my voice is horrible i should never sing don't let that stop you have fun um so my karaoke song used to be r kelly remix ignition mm-hmm. if you know that but it used to be because r kelly is problematic yeah so yeah, we've, so we've I, swiftly I no longer on. sing that no longer sing that. I think these days I would probably do Dua Lipa, IDGAF. Oh, nice. Ooh. That's a good one. Because that is a powerful song. That is. And I, I had a phase where I listened to all the remixes nonstop. <laughs> So I know the lyrics. Speaking of remixes, actually, this is just reminding me because I was listening to these literally today. I don't know how these come up in my recommended on YouTube, but I'm very <laughs> glad they do. Somebody has started making, or it's been up for a while, 
somebody has made medieval versions of pop songs and they are medieval. so good so you know like like the sound of like a lute and like an old school <laughs> like um uh, i can't remember what the word for like an old school guitar is but one of those really old school guitars that they that they had in medieval times somebody has somehow sampled those sounds and made versions of like like you said harry styles Dua Lipa songs there's a lincoln park one i listened to the other day and they're so good <laughs> and i'm just obsessed with them so just check I, i'm sure if you just type medieval Dua Lipa cover something will come up and they are just I, I'm, I'm addicted to them honestly when i'm working it's my dad walks in the room and he's like i don't know what's going on here i'm just gonna leave like i'm very confused by this vibe um but it's great <laughs> that's reminded me of um i think it was a few days ago i saw someone post uh about 8-bit covers so they're covers of all the songs like you said and they would make them into like video game 8-bit using those sounds that sounds cool too i'm gonna have to check that out my favorite one was poker face by lady gaga <laughs> listen, to, listen to that in 8-bit you won't stop playing it i will that sounds great <laughs> i feel like i've entered the nerdiest like <laughs> world i've ever been in like Mufsin is so excited right now his face is lit up um, and when because... Mufsin just told steph about this 8-bit whatever that even means <laughs> steph just like lit up as well like every, the, the smiles on my screen right now are mega and i'm literally here like about to take a nap <laughs> what could i say um so spencer what would your karaoke song be because you're getting upset we're not talking about you oh so i think it has to be proud mary by tina turner because you know you've got the ups and the downs and the slow and the dancing i'd love to wear the tassel sparkle dress i'd love to wear a big wig and i think i could pull it off completely like i feel sometimes like i might be the next tina turner <laughs> I think you're going to have to do that and recreate that in a video just so we have evidence. Absolutely. Whatever whatever you want. That sounds great. Listen, for you, after posting that video, singing to your snake, (laughs) I'll make any video you want. Any video at all. To be honest, if you just tell Spencer something's going to go viral, he'll do it. (laughs) Just just for a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Just for that small, small chance I might be famous. Do you know what? That's fine. Anything for a boost of serotonin these days, you know? Amen. Do what you got to (laughs) do. so swiftly moving on <laughs> so you do this the videos with your snakes yeah i mean that was i mean that one was unprompted i was just pretty drunk and having a good time and i was like g- g- I, I don't understand I, I i do feel like people should maybe like i just feel like i just annoy them so much at this point that they're just my snakes are so sick of me they're just like can you leave me alone and every time i'm drunk i just want to hang out with them even more than i usually do but aside from that no i actually i do really enjoy actually making videos about them as well for my youtube just because i feel like it's a really great educational tool for people especially people that maybe um have phobias of snakes or are like very wary of them because i've had quite a few people come around obviously i don't get them out of people don't want me to um but i've had quite a few people come around and just meeting them and kind of be like oh they're not as scary as i thought because obviously mine aren't venomous they're not dangerous they're like the most chill species of snakes you can ever probably find in the world and i just like the fact that people meet them and see how nice they are and how gentle they are and kind of changes a few people's minds so that's kind of that's a really nice bonus and i just like talking about them and showing them off because they're pretty too so yeah what um kind of snakes are they so i have two corn snakes 
and I have one ball python and my ball python is definitely I think the scene stealer simply because I mean the the corn snakes are gorgeous they're like orange and red and yellows but he is a banana pastel ball python which basically means he's just a variety of gorgeous bright yellow colors and he's just just he's just stunning to look at and he's also my dream snake and so I'm really pleased that I finally managed to get one because I've wanted one of his species specifically for years now so yeah that was nice. that was cool I knew I was right yesterday me and Mustin were talking about your snakes and and I was like Martin was like, so so what snakes does he have? And I was like, um, I think he has corn snakes. And I'm yeah. so impressed that I got that right. Yeah, because well I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I've ever heard of a corn snake. Yeah. Mm. I'm all about the anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Dad joke for you, dad joke. Um, anyway, back to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so is it trans awareness week this week it is isn't it, it is yeah it is indeed it is yeah yay so we we do genuinely love the videos you make because some of them are very educational and it's kind of for people like spencer who don't really absorb educational content very well and he, <laughs> he prefers entertainment content like snakes doing karaoke people like him can watch your educational videos and see it in a more bite-sized way and it you know it eventually gets drilled into spencer's head what's eventually important. eventually what these important topics are about so the, you did one on Trans Awareness Week, which was explaining gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. You did it. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> good. You remember it. It's great. I'm not just talking out my ass. But you did, you did the video on gender dysphoria and you really broke it down in, into three simple stages of dysphoria, which uh, for me, I had never thought about gender dysphoria beyond probably just gender dysphoria. Like I never really thought about the different ways in which it could affect people. So you broke it down into physical, social and mental. I don't know if you came up with a phrase framework yourself or if it's a very well-known framework and I was wondering if that is also the video in which you explained it like it's obviously going to be helpful for a lot of people trans and not to understand what gender dysphoria is about and I was wondering if that was also reflective of your personal journey yeah I mean yeah in terms of the framework because obviously this isn't in any way us saying that these are the three definitive types of dysphoria but there are three like main ones I think you could say or three that are easy to categorize and um, yeah no I, I came up with the framework for that because again it was a great one that I was kind of allowed to take the lead on speaking from a place of experience uh, which is always nice to do because again I feel like a big issue with not just trans uh, like trans awareness I guess but with representation and stuff is trans people aren't often actually given the microphone as much as we should be and then that's why misinformation is put out because it's written even if it's written by very, very well-meaning cis people it's still people that don't fully understand the experience so that's why it was yeah it was really nice again to be able to kind of spearhead that so yeah it's like we kind of broke it down into three of of the main kinds that you can experience because it is like you said it's something that not a lot of people tend to think about or realize happens and I think this is often where some confusion can come from as well because with the three different kinds or three of the different kinds of dysphoria that also means that people then transition differently so I mean for me personally I would say my dysphoria across the three is pretty split so you know I've gone on hormones and I've had surgery and I've changed my name and I've told people that I'm trans and about my pronouns that kind of ticks all three of the boxes kind of if that makes sense so I've gone with the physical I've done the social and also the mental dysphoria was like kind of telling myself and also telling other people so that I'm not misgendered in public and then that doesn't kind of impact me negatively you know whereas for other people like I know people that have social dysphoria and mental dysphoria where they need to be gendered correctly and they need to be seen as the gender that they are and they'll get for example I mean I know a trans guy who he does have physical dysphoria he's had top surgery but he hasn't gone on testosterone so it's just a really I think it's an important thing to to kind of break down to show that people 
experiences for a differently and then henceforth they're going to transition differently and some people aren't going to do the same things other people are going to do but it doesn't make anyone more or less trans it just means you know we have all these kind of different experiences because it's such a broad experience and some people do try and simplify it a bit too much and just kind of say you have to do this thing or you're not trans and it's just so silly because you can't quantify something like this and you can't paint somebody else's experience with a certain brush just because it's different from your own you know yeah so interesting to hear things like this i obviously mufsin and i are both cis so like just to hear these stories i think it does give such an insight not only to us to understand how trans and non-binary people kind of deal with things go through things and experience things but to also to other trans and non-binary people that are at the beginning of their journey or haven't quite got there yet in terms of like where they're hoping to be or where they see themselves in the future I think it's amazing just to like you said to be visible to speak out and just to kind of be heard in this space I love that pink news allows you to do that as well obviously if they didn't allow you to do that they wouldn't be pink news but (laughs) yeah it's it's very exciting to see content like this being made without any kind of challenge or you know question like oh is this is this necessary is it appropriate do we need this like you know it's kind of like of course we need this like make it happen like go yeah, I, and, I, I love it and the videos you're making helping people over the day. I mean I would hope so because I mean that's the kind of stuff that I needed when I was younger like there was stuff out there obviously I got a lot of a lot of I guess comfort and validation from YouTube but there really just wasn't a lot out there there were like three trans guys that were well known enough that you could find their videos kind of and you know keep up with them I can't think of any trans women women that were around when I was younger and the same with non-binary people because it was just it's not to say things are perfect now obviously far from it but there was just such a lack of diversity and representation everywhere not just on YouTube but everywhere and I feel like we're slowly getting to a stage now where yeah there's a bit more representation out there and there's a lot of education which like you said is super important because I didn't just get comfort and validation from these videos but I learned language for how to talk about myself and I had labels for which to apply to what I was already feeling you know because I didn't realize I, I I looking back on it now I've had gender dysphoria since I could remember but I didn't know that's what it was I didn't have a word for it I didn't even know it was a thing I just thought I don't know I just thought I was weird you know um sure. and then I had all of these words and all of these terms that made so much sense and learned about ways to deal with dysphoria for example like I grew up not knowing about binding and then the moment I saw a trans guy on YouTube talking about his binder I bought one like an hour later online in secret and ordered it to my I was at uni at the time so it was a lot easier to order something secretly i just ordered it to my uni house no one cared because no one no one cares at uni what you're ordering you know and then it was just like a whole new world had opened up for me and then i you know started kind of branching out a bit and talking to people and experimenting with pronouns and i don't think a lot of just people in general really i just don't think people understand sometimes the importance of seeing yourself represented and that's yeah that's why i love what we do at pink news because i love the idea of a young person like i said I've, i see it in the youtube comments but just the, all these young people from all over the world too feeling like they're being seen and being heard and knowing that they're not the only person going through whatever they're going through and also seeing I mean as cliche and cheesy as it sounds you know seeing that it does get better and that you can get to a place where you're more comfortable you know I mean if you told me years ago like you're going to be on tea and you're going to have top surgery and I would have just laughed I wouldn't have believed you I would have just it just sometimes it's hard to picture these things when you're in a, a sad place or a dark place or when you're really struggling and it's only when you're kind of getting out of it and finally getting what you need whatever that looks like and whatever that may be and that, that kind of puts into perspective of like wow like things are changing and it's it's awesome you know how does it feel that you're the one making that happen now i it's incredible honestly i don't even 
it's it's wild to me because it's I know for a fact that I'm very 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 small in this internet world. You know, even the fact that I've got a couple of people I think on Twitter who regularly watch my videos and and read my tweets and stuff. That's wild to me. You know, I have had a couple of experiences out out in the wild, if you will, that are just I, they, I'm just never going to forget them because it was incredible to me. And like I, my favorite one ever was I was at Pride a few years ago, just watching the parade with some friends. And initially, this this man came over and he had a, a young person with him and he said this is my I can't remember the pronouns so I'm just going to say like child and they just because I don't want to get it wrong but he basically said this is my child and they really love watching you on YouTube and they came out to me as trans recently and like they want you to sign their flag and they had a little flag and I signed oh, we right. took a we took a picture together and then they posted it on Instagram and they were like I met Steph and I was like what someone is what like I do this to other people I don't get people doing reacting like that to me like I'm the fanboy this doesn't make any sense to me but it was wild because it was such a sweet interaction and also I I mean I never set out to have any kind of impact I just went on YouTube one day and because I was just annoyed I literally remember my the first time I made a proper YouTube video was simply because I'd been out as trans for a little while and I was just really really fed up with some of the really ignorant things I was hearing from cishet people and that is literally my first trans video is just I think it's titled something like LGBT people aren't all snowflakes or something like that because i was so annoyed at all this stuff i've calmed down a bit now i still have the same opinions i'm just i'm i'm a lot more i feel not so much calm i guess i just like come across a bit calm whereas at the time i was like you know when you're like a young queer person and you're like yeah. rage against the machine you know yelling at everyone you but learn it, you learn what to choose your battles right you yeah, learn yeah. putting energy into those people is not worth it when you can be creating the content you're creating now and helping your actual community yeah exactly not to say that that stuff isn't important because i feel like it's obviously first of all everyone's feelings are valid if you're annoyed at someone or angry at someone especially being oppressed like you're very much allowed to have those feelings but I think it's just even I've just changed the way I go about it now I just kind of not to say that cishet people should be coddled but I think when you're trying to educate people always trying to start out with with a calm demeanor is always the best way and then if people decide to be jerks about it then you can choose whether to continue or remove yourself from the yeah remove yourself (laughs) from the situation or whatever but um it's just wild like I never set out to I never imagined that I would have any sort of lasting impact or that anyone would even pay attention I just thought oh my friends will watch this to be nice to me you know and that's it but there are a couple of people that that have stuck around and that's it's 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 crazy I love it it's great same with us on the podcast only our friends listen by the way (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's not true no no one's come up to me in the street yet like oh my god hey you inspired me (laughs) honestly when you tell me that I literally uh, close to tears like imagine you don't need to imagine because you went and did it already but imagine <laughs> imagine someone coming over to you and being like you made me feel safe to tell my own parents like that's I, insane I, mean, I, I welled up I was in the middle of the street I was already tipsy because it's pride and I'm like welling up in the middle of Oxford street you know <laughs> and that's another thing they found you they found you in the middle of pride like, the yeah right central London. that's actually what amazed me the most bear in mind I'm 5'2 as well I'm not easy to spot in a crowd <laughs> and I was like how the heck did you see me that is wow like uh, props to you for noticing me I guess because that is I, I, my friends mm. can barely see me in crowds you know <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing but yeah, I mean, 
you're making videos, you're educating a lot of people, you're helping a lot of people, and especially young people put these kind of, put their experiences into a framework so they better understand, but actually just helping maybe one person, mm-hmm. like that person from Pride, you know, you've changed an entire life there. Yeah, I mean, I can't even think about it properly in those terms, just because it sounds insane. You know, mm. I just, it's if I think about it too hard, I do just get like emotional, because I'm just like, that's wild to me, you know, because I've had I'm sh- people be like that with me. I'd never imagined I might be that person you know but i'm sure when all three of us were younger there were definitely people either on tv or in our own lives who are mentors to us or role models and they've shaped our life in you know they've put us on the right path as we've gotten older so i guess what you're doing is that for a few people more people than you may may know yeah, i mean that's just it's just such a wonderful unexpected bonus to all of this that you know i'm grateful for and you love and you love making the videos <laughs> Yeah, no, I do. I really enjoy it. I think that's why for me, it's never going to be something unless something magical happens and I suddenly get a million subscribers, which is never going to happen. But that's why I've never set out for it to be a career or it's something I'm going to make money off of. It's literally just a passion and something I like. That's why I don't have a rigorous upload schedule. I literally upload whenever I feel inspired and whenever I want to, because I don't also want to come across as like, I don't want it to be lackluster. I don't want it to be flat. I have to be in a very specific mood to film a video and have the kind of energy that I want to put out there. And so, yeah, for me, it's just, just full on a, a passion project and just something I love to do. I love how humble you are based on the fact that you you literally work for Pink News doing this as a career and you're like oh it's it's just no like you're you're making it happen. I mean it's that's true I just I, I don't know why it's just so weird it's just that there's yeah you're right it's weird I, I just my brain doesn't always make the connect I guess between like I'm so used to like just sitting and just making the content and doing it I forget sometimes that people are seeing it and that it's going places you know what I mean even though I also consume I consumed that content before I worked there I still watch like um, all the my colleagues and everything I watch their stuff when it goes out but yeah I don't know it's yeah that's a good point I was wondering who who your favorite trans youtubers (laughs) (laughs) well there's one who's actually become a very close friend of mine now but I watched him way back in the day when he started um so Jake Edwards He's always a fave of mine. Um, he's just great. He's again, he's he's one who's similar vibe to me. I feel very educational, but very fun. It, I mean, he also came out a little while ago as binary, like trans mask. So I feel like he started quite a cool conversation on YouTube as well about pronouns and stuff like that because he came out as using he and they. And I feel like we're still, it's really not that confusing, but we're still in a time where people don't fully understand people using two sets of pronouns. So he shed a lot of light on that. But I will say an OG favorite of mine that was one of the very first I I watched when I was I was probably around 15 16 so I didn't even know I was trans when I started watching him um, but Skylar Kurgil who's an American uh, trans guy he's a bit older than me now I think he's around a year or two older than me I think he's around 27 28 so that was really cool to me because he was always a little bit ahead of me in life so when I did start transitioning uh, he was like already on T and I think he was a few years post-op already and so that was really aspirational to me to like see somebody where I wanted to be and see that it was possible um, and again yeah his videos are great and he's also a wonderful poet which I really appreciate as as a writer as well so gorgeous I just feel really like inspired right now I'm just like sat here like wow stop it this is this is all a bit much I love I love speaking to people because you didn't even you don't even know how great you are I'm not going to sit here and start you know crying to you about how great you are but like I I love it when we we make people realize because that was not our intention we just wanted to get you on let you speak you know speak your mind speak your truth whatever and find out some stuff and you end up like being like okay yeah to be able to take what you needed as a kid growing up to being the person that creates that content now incredible full circle moment 
it is. And you're still and you're still so young. So Thank you. we've got we've got greatness still to come. I hope so. Yeah. Thank you. That was nice. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't wait for the live album. Um, you know, the the karaoke album, live to the to the snake. Yeah. I'll get some hissing on there as well. Get it, get it. I'd really love nice to feature. Let me know if you need a Tina Turner. Um, oh, hundred percent, definitely. In your band. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so we wanted to do uh, something kind of fun. I've tried to make these tie to you in some way, shape or form, but if they don't, let's just roll with it and pretend that they do. Um, But we're going to play a game of Would You Rather? Um, Because why not? I think it's fun. You've been a lot of fun. You've brought a lot of high energy and like this whole conversation has been really positive, which we normally get quite deep and dark in our our chat. So it's quite nice to just be, you know, on cloud nine from start to finish. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> um, so, Steph, would you rather have a pet snake or a pet dinosaur? See, I'm gonna pick pet dinosaur because I've already got three snakes. Ooh. So, but you can't. You can't have both. Okay. Well, I know this. I know this. And the snakes are in your room. That's so. true. I know. I mean, luckily, then they, they don't hear. hear very well, so they they probably can't hear me. I mean, <laughs> you can still say dinosaur. I can't. Yeah. It, although it depends what kind of dinosaur. Oh, what dinosaur would you get? Because I mean, I'm like probably the craziest person to ask this question because I do. I would want a Tyrannosaurus Rex, which just <laughs> doesn't make sense because I wouldn't be able to hang out with it because it'd eat me in two seconds. But I think they're really cool. What, what's assume they you know domesticated okay yeah, yeah. oh it feels yeah. although actually if i was able to actually have a proper domesticated dinosaur i think it might actually be a velociraptor because they're so intelligent because t-rexes mm. i love them but they're really stupid whereas yep. velociraptors <laughs> are really clever so it's it would essentially be like having a scaly dog <laughs> i know uh... I know no one asked me, but I was also going to say the same because I remember them in Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were really clever. They're really, they're really cool. They're 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 the same throughout the, the series. Actually, they're in the mm. first movie. Actually, they're terrifyingly uh, intelligent, and they're not as I feel like in Jurassic World they make them a little bit not so much cuter because they still eat people, but they make them a little bit. They they kind of personify them a little bit and make them a bit more relatable in the first movie and well and the second one and the third one actually. They're just they're <laughs> just they are straight up dinosaurs. They're just monsters and they are ruthless but i still love them they're just they're so fascinating to watch so i think if we were dinosaurs i've seen i would be the t-rex and you'd probably be the velociraptor right <laughs> would i be a velociraptor like i'm quite lanky and clunky and fall around a lot and like not very intelligent and you're you're like the brains of the operation oh my but, god spencer is that a compliment <laughs> well you're also an absolute monster <laughs> <laughs> 
I was waiting for the read and that, that sounded like a compliment. So I'm going to no, edit I just, it. When, when, I'm going to Steph... stop at that point. <laughs> <laughs> when Steph was describing them, I was like, oh my God, this sounds like me and Muff's scene. Like maybe I'm the stupid one. <laughs> okay. Would you rather live in Greece or live in the UK? Ooh, do you know what? If I, I can understand Greek, but I can't actually speak it very well at all, even though I went to Greek school. I've forgotten all of it now. But let's say hypothetically, I could speak greek fluently i think i'd live in greece i mean have you seen it there you know greece mm. or, or cyprus because that's where my family's from they're both gorgeous also a thing i would love to do if i ever lived uh in greece they have such a stray animal problem this is very random but i love animals <laughs> they have such a big issue with stray cats and dogs and people treat them really badly over there um so i'd absolutely love to set up a sanctuary there is a guy actually who does it already a greek guy over there who just rescues tons of dogs but i would just love to set up another one and just rescue loads and get them rehomed and take care of them because there are so many and I feel so bad for them. Oh my God, you could just do that. Right? Just go. Yeah. Just go to Greece, work with him for a bit, do your pink news videos from Greece online. <laughs> I mean, I think you can do it. You know what? Let's go. Let's go. And, and if, you, if, you, if you end up with too many dogs, you can just feed them to your uh, velociraptors. Oh God. And it, and it will all work out. <laughs> oh, I could never. I'd be too sad. I'd rather feed myself to it first. Oh, you're way too kind to these, to these dogs. You don't even know them yet. And you're already like, I'll sacrifice myself for these animals would you rather have to read aloud every word you read or sing everything you say out loud i definitely read aloud every word i read just because i love singing i'm not the best i'm i'm fine but it's just not something i'd want to do all the time and i i think i think i just i just prefer reading i'm just a reader also i guess this is probably a point that you guys might not have heard if you've asked people this question before but sometimes i don't like singing because my voice dysphoria kicks in sure. um uh-huh. which is pro- like it's in, it's an i think it's an interesting point because again people don't consider just like little ways dysphoria can um wiggle in into your life mm. so yeah occasionally i'll be singing and then it it won't even be high because i can't actually hit high notes anymore since going on t i have to i've had to like actually adjust my range which is interesting um but occasionally it will go up just slightly too high and then i'm just in a mood for an hour just at myself um so yeah and also i feel like the singing thing would just get really annoying to other people too whereas the reading would be slightly less of of, of a hindrance i think <laughs> yeah but then if you're reading aloud everything you read then you wouldn't really be able to have thoughts that's true and also because when i when i walk down a road i read everything oh yeah that's I, true i guess that means work that signs and i guess that also means i'd have to read out all my text messages and stuff hmm. so that might be twitter yeah. while you were scrolling through twitter you'd be going blah 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 blah, oh, blah, blah i blah, don't blah, care blah. about that anything that comes up on my twitter is fair game to me if it comes up and i retweet it and you are embarrassed because i retweeted it well don't tweet <laughs> it in the first place i'm gonna retweet it like there are no boundaries as long as it's not properly inappropriate or rude i love a bit of you know dark humor and some 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 inappropriate jokes when you know when it's still not too far because i think people sometimes are a little bit too conservative about stuff sometimes like that's something again that comes i think with very much being any sort of queer is i feel like we have a lot more of like an open sense of humor when it comes to sex and bodies and relationships like i just think we're a lot more chill with it and a lot more open to joking which is great because joking about things is a fantastic coping mechanism (laughs) absolutely (laughs) would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales oh 
Oh, God. What's the fur like? Is it soft or coarse? Whatever you want. <laughs> Let's say soft. Like, is it just me? Are other people also furry and scaly? Or is it literally just, 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 just me? Just you. Maybe fur... Because I know that there are obviously people that are very hairy in in the world. Like, I know there are people with genuine conditions where they have a lot more body hair than usual. Whereas I think scales would just be... I just think people would be really mean about it. And I just don't know if I'd be able um, to to have that. So I guess guess fur. But your snakes would would relate to you a lot more. That's true. If you you look like them. And also I think actually tattoos might look really cool on scales. Oh, you can't really get a tattoo if you got fur yeah maybe the scales actually because i really like my tattoos so. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather be able to talk to land animals animals that fly or animals that live underwater underwater because i'd want to be able to like swim with sharks and killer whales but be like yo guys we're just chilling don't eat me yeah for sure okay. Very also, Finding also, Nemo vibes. Yeah, and also I'd want to be able to just... Because, I mean, the ocean is absolutely terrifying. But I think if I knew that I could talk to all the animals, I'd be able to fully, like, explore the depths and just be like, yeah, just, just chatting. Because I, like, I feel like a lot of the issues we have with animals attacking people is just miscommunication. We just can't talk to each other. <laughs> you know, if, I'm, if I get to say, bro, I'm not here to hurt you, then I feel like that would clear up a lot of problems. I mean, yeah, is a very valid point. Miscommunication is the problem. It is. But for most things. <laughs> it to be is. fair... <laughs> When when I'm super hungry, like I don't want to talk, I don't want to hear what you've got to say. Like, just get out of my way and bring me food. Like, I think like a shark might be really hungry, and no matter how much you talk to it, it's still gonna eat you. True. Although, I mean, sorry, nerd fact time. Ooh. Sharks most of the time do not eat. They don't eat people if because they're hungry. Um, obviously, yes, if you were in the ocean and your leg was bleeding and they smelled it, then they would because their instinct would kick in. But most of the time, um, if they attack a human it's because they've mistaken you for um, an animal they would usually eat. Like if you're on a surfboard and they see you from below, you look like a seal with your arms and legs off the side of the surfboard. And mm. then most of the time people, because you don't often hear about people actually being eaten by sharks. You hear about them being bitten and surviving. That's because the shark takes a bite and goes, ew, this isn't what I ordered. And then spits you back out. Um, so I feel like you'd actually be pretty safe most of the time with a shark. If you were like, buddy, I'm not food, then they'd be like, cool, on your way, you know. <laughs> I'm learning so much. I never thought I'd learn not to be scared of sharks today. Like I wasn't even prepared to have this conversation. I'm not scared anymore. Still be scared of sharks. They still bite you and could be fatal. Could you know? Yeah, be but fatal. but it's gonna be okay. Steph what, said it's gonna Steph be okay. Sa- what Steph is saying is. The shark, the shark isn't going to sit down and like eat you for dinner. <laughs> He'll just like take a big chunk out of you and be like, "You taste gross." Yeah, That's I mean, okay. maybe the shark attacks. I feel like are, the statistics are so much lower than what people imagine. Um, it's, I think, it's something like more. I mean, this is a little bit more people get injured and sometimes more fatally so in car accidents each year than they do with with shark attacks. So I think the problem with uh, people with shark fear is they've watched too much Jaws. Yeah. Which I, a lot yeah. of it, a lot of it is, it, I mean, there are literally people have done studies and found out, yeah, that fears skyrocketed after Jaws was released. Um, which I get, they made the sharks seem very scary when in actuality they, they're just, they're just swimming around in their home and they're just chilling, you know, they don't really want any, any bother most of the time. So, yeah. Bit, bit like us, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, would you rather be forced to dance every time you heard music or be forced to sing along to any song you ever heard okay with this one i'm actually gonna go with the singing simply because 
that's just something again I think you can like play off and have more fun with whereas dancing I only will do if I'm like drunk in a club with other people <laughs> dancing I do not like dancing in your but, bedroom yeah or in my room you know if, <laughs> if I had to dance by myself I just, it's just just it's just a level of embarrassment it's just not enjoyable what if, what if for this question we assume you're a really good dancer if you choose that option again you just show off all again time? though i think it would i go with the singing simply because even if i was a great dancer imagine being that person where you're just dancing for and then <laughs> i feel like it makes it worse if you're amazing because people are gonna be like oh there he goes again showing off you know another body pop yeah exactly you know i just feel like it would just it would just get too much <laughs> that's how i feel about muff scene just not with dancing <laughs> just in general or... <laughs> just just sh- just showing off every every, every time i post yeah. every 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 time i go on twitter i'm like oh muff scene again i do see the thirst the thirst traps <laughs> <laughs> would you rather be able to control fire or water Ooh, i think water i come into contact with a lot more water than i do fire luckily i would say the same fire is quite destructive what what would be really useful is you know you'd already be talking to the sharks to make sure they didn't eat you but if they kind of got confused and did try to eat you you could stop them because you'd be able to control the water exactly see it all, safety measures it all works out perfect there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be forced to eat only spicy food or incredibly bland food? Only spicy food, 100%. Cannot yes. deal with bland. Get it away from me. Just no, never. I think it's I think it's one of my deal breakers when I'm dating. Yeah. Like, if you don't like spicy food. I, I mean, I actually really enjoy spicy food as well. But yeah, given the choice, don't even try and give me unseasoned food. I will throw it at you. Oh my. <laughs> I'm like the white boy in the corner over here. I have not touched spicy food ever in my life if i even i bought mouthwash the other day and it was it was a bit too much and i threw the whole thing away like it was it was uh, overwhelming so you get a plain burger at nando's yeah oh, no. i know <laughs> i'm so confused that you throwing away mouthwash because it was too spicy for you it's yeah, just it it's, too... it's just minty isn't it no but it was too strong i, I couldn't cope <laughs> with it i i don't want to still have that in my mouth like three hours later like still kind of like there like i don't need that that's how you know it works because <laughs> i want to i want to eat like five minutes after i brush my teeth do you know what i mean like i don't have time to waste <laughs> you're the guy who brushes his teeth and has orange juice afterwards oh no no i don't like <sighs> orange juice okay that's, that's fine. it's too spicy ah <laughs> 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 uh, okay would you rather live on a beach or in a cabin in the woods um, a beach simply because I mean beaches are lovely anyway but also cabin in the woods just freaks me out because of every horror movie trope ever ever and I don't think I I'm scared of the dark so I wouldn't do well in a secluded place by myself um yeah beach definitely the beach beach is still secluded by the way and it gets dark in and true home. but it's <laughs> I just feel like just it's saying. less in the woods makes me think it's very like in the middle of some trees no one can Mm. see you whereas a beach is like just a wide space feels a lot less claustrophobic i just it just feels safer to me and you know nicer so it's closer to the sharks but that's i was gonna say this is an issue because the t-rex sorry the velociraptor dinosaur will be in the woods and you're choosing the shark now oh no it's fine i'm sure they could do well on a beach at the end of the last jurassic world film when they all escaped one of the velociraptors ended up in like las vegas and that's very desert so they're very adaptable yeah. creatures that's why they're still alive exactly steph steph has got every excuse for every dinosaur like, bitch i know a dinosaur that lives in las vegas what do you mean they won't go to the beach <laughs> 
Did you ever used to watch Primeval? I know this no, wasn't like dinosaurs. No, I did. I did. Um, Stunning. I watched like, I can't remember why I stopped for whatever reason. I think it, it might have stopped or it might have gone on hiatus and I just didn't get back into it. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it uh, when I watched it. I have a very specific memory of they open, I think, a toilet in one scene and there's like a snake that's come up from the sewers. But it's like a monster hybrid dinosaur snake thing. Oh my God. And I just remember being like fascinated by that. Because yeah, Hannah from S Club was in it, wasn't she? Yeah, which is wild so i've seen primeval is like this thing there was like these portals that opened up all over the world and like monsters came out and this team basically had to get the monster back into the portal by the end of the mm. episode it wasn't like a game show it was like real life but not real life and they had to get them through the portal and get it closed um and it was there was some crazy shit going on some people went through the portal and lived in this other world with all the monsters and learned how to control them it was it was crazy and i think it did just stop suddenly that was one of my favorite shows as a kid it was really enjoyable yeah i loved it mm. yeah let's blame the writer's strike which you know destroyed a lot of shows <laughs> it's probably around that time okay final question um would you rather replace Mufsine as co-host and work with me or replace me as the co-host and work with Mufsine? That's mean. <laughs> <laughs> I will go for the third option, which is... The one-man show. Alternate, the one-man no, show. alternate days like I'm a child of divorce, which I am. <laughs> so Ooh. Just, Ooh. just like I... Joint custody. Yeah, just like I did when I was a kid. I'll just spend three days with each and then you can alternate the, the seventh day. <laughs> I like that idea. I like that idea. That's gorgeous. I can't wait to be a father. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's been so smooth, so delicious. We had a little cry. We had a little laugh. We spoke about dinosaurs way too much. I mean, I'm sorry. I thought that's always just. I should put that as a disclaimer if I do anything like this in the future. Is don't talk about. Don't bring up dinosaurs because I will go on a tangent. <laughs> It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a Steph episode if we didn't have some dinosaurs going on. And you're, you are the first and only guest to discuss dinosaurs in two seasons of Queer Talk. So we're very grateful for that. We like to bring new things to the podcast, you know? Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and that, everyone, is the end of episode six. Thanks for listening. It has been an absolute delight to get this far in and speak with so many incredible people once again. We still have so much left to give you. Steph, can you tell us how can we find you on socials? Yeah, um, so across all socials, I'm Queer Murphys um, and I'm on Twitter, Instagram and I'm on YouTube. I think if you just type Steph Kiriaku, Queer Murphys or something along those lines, uh, my account should also come up. And also, yeah, I guess follow uh, Pink News if you don't already on, on all the socials uh, to also keep up with our content and see what we're doing. Yeah. We love a cheeky plug. And don't forget to let us know you listen to this episode on socials. We're on Instagram at queer underscore talk and on Twitter we are at queer talk underscore. Until next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.